you write for a season, you record for a very quick season. I love doing, those are two of my favorite seasons. Uh, and then you tour with that record for years, you know, right. a year and a half, two years. And, and then you're like, you, you finally get to uh, get to do it again, start over. And so I always love um, the season of writing and, and then especially when we get to get in the studio. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. Hosts James Curtis talk to artists and industry insiders to discover the connection between music and faith. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at between grooves. Welcome to Between the Grooves, your look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. This is James Curtis. It's episode 212, featuring a great conversation with Dave Fry, lead singer of the Dove Award-winning band Sidewalk Prophets. Numerous hits, five number one radio singles. Dave is one of the founding members and uh, just a lovable guy as well. They've been on the road a lot in the past, so we'll see how lockdown affected him. We'll talk about family priorities, tour and even Christmas plans as well as new music. Let's get Between the Grooves with Dave Fry. Great day, just uh, taking it easy at home for uh, for a change. <laughs> That's awesome. We've been out on the road quite a bit, so yeah, I got a 16 month old boy, and, and we're just we were just coloring and having a good time. So <laughs> after 12 months, you still say months? Yeah, yeah. I think when you get to like a year and a half. Uh, it's like that weird because one is a broad spectrum of life. You that's know? true. That's My true. And a lot born, happens. A lot you know? happens. Once, yeah. Once you get to two, I think that's when you're like, okay, that's enough. Like that's enough counting of months. <laughs> right. Right. I always thought it was the women that used the months and the guys were just like, yeah, he's about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I found it like, you know, it kind of helps me remember like uh that that spectrum when i when i do it myself too because otherwise I'm, i'll get lost you know if i continually do it then i'll remember <laughs> yeah well it makes you think too right <laughs> yeah 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 it keeps, it keeps your brain you know brain on edge that's know? right because <laughs> after that once once they hit two and older like yeah you're goodbye <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck remembering even the birthday so <laughs> yeah exactly growing up you strike me as being the class clown is that you you know, I wasn't. I was very, very introverted uh, growing up. Um, and then about junior year of high school, uh, my parents divorced. And as crazy as it sounds, uh, I, I really think that God used that tragedy. It was it was maybe the hardest day of my life uh, when I found out. But but over the course of time, after healing for about a month, hearing about it, God kind of just showed me like, hey. You know, you think you know what's going on. You think you have these plans, but I'm the one uh, that's in control. And, and I, life's too short to, to worry what other people are thinking, uh, how you can fix it, you know, try to. And so just 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 trust me. And I think that in the midst of this this hardship, um, I, I started to realize, hey, like, I only got a year and a half left here at high school. Uh, some people don't even know my name because I barely would. I'd be afraid to talk. I would be so introverted and, and kind of uh, shy. Uh, and so at that point, you know, 
I didn't even know my voice was uh, was a gift. Uh, but but I just kind of came out of my shell, um, uh, and and I started saying uh, and started singing in front of people, and and I joined a garage band. Uh, our name was Hearing Impaired. Uh, it was a terrible name. I did not. That's name a great it. It name. That's an awesome name. name. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And uh, and you know, so I think that then I became uh, kind of a class clown, and and, and just kind of let my personality truly show. I was I, I was afraid. I was afraid to show who I was for a long time. And I think that uh, it, it took that, that hardship for God to make me realize, hey, when, even when things knock you down, you know, I still got your back, and, and I want you just to be you. I think I was very shy in the younger <laughs> grades as well, and I don't know when uh-huh. actually I started not being shy. I know sure. that uh, one of the things I had done after high school was going to college for radio, and I don't... I think it was just because when I was a kid, I was kind of goofing around pretending I was on the radio anyways. Uh, and it was sure, one of these career. <laughs> yeah. So it was one of these career choices where, you know, I just kind of did it because it was like, well, what else am I going to do? You know, I got to do something with my life. And uh, and then it was probably about a year later, maybe less than a year later, I was I was doing a radio gig at a radio station. It was kind of a summer job that turned into an internship. And mm-hmm. it just suddenly dawned on me. I was doing a show. It was a Saturday night. It was a country radio station. I'm not a big, huge fan of country music, but it's at a country <laughs> radio station. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me that I'm talking to thousands of people yeah. at this at this moment. And and it was kind of that was the I, moment for me. It was like, whoa! I I guess I'm not that shy kid in in school anymore. Yeah, it, it sometimes takes that trial by fire. My dad forced me. Uh, and I think it was in eighth grade to, to sing in front of people for the first time. And it was my church, which that's, man, that's the scariest thing when you're speaking and singing in front of people that you know, like yeah. actually know where you live. <laughs> like, you're like, oh no, I don't want to screw this up. And you're going to uh, see them yeah, again too. Made it through. <laughs> exactly. Once you made it through, you know, you're like, okay, I did that. I did that. But yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, God, it takes some it takes some gut to take some faith and and uh, and all those things. So yeah, but yeah, to know you're speaking in front of thousands of people, you know, you might as well just you're doing well and keep it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was music the career choice for you all along, or was there kind of a backup plan? Um, yeah, yeah. There was, uh, you know, the dream was to be a Chicago Cub. That was the dream. Uh, uh, I was a huge Cubs fan growing up, and and uh, I love baseball, and I just. I was really good at it in, in fifth grade. And then uh, my sixth grade, they pe- kids learned how to hit really slow pitches down the middle. And then, then my dreams crumbled. But right. I always wanted to be a baseball player, an astronaut, or a, or a musician. I loved singing, even if people didn't know it. And, uh, and, and so, you know, it was always there in the back of my head. Man, it would be awesome to, to sing. But I honestly, honestly thought that it was just a – it was a dream that would would not necessarily come true. I would just enjoy doing it in my free time and, and as a hobby. I would honestly, because I was shy, I would sing to my Super Mario Brothers poster in my room because uh, he's always smiling. He's never you know right. never angry yeah. at you, and uh, and that was my that was my audience. But uh, uh, yeah, so once I I, I uh, went to college, um, I met my buddy Ben, and we started Sidewalk Profits in college, and. Uh, I was an English education major because I love books. I love literature and, and uh, teaching English. I got to teach English for, a, you know, do my stu- student teaching semester. And I loved every minute of that. I taught sixth grade English. And, um, man, I, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but, but really, that was kind of my, my safety net, if you will. My mom was like, you, you 
spend a lot of money on this college, you know, being in a Christian university and private school, like you, you better have something that you can actually make money at. Right. Uh, and then when I graduated, uh, I, I stayed in, in, in Anderson, Indiana, which is where our school was, and worked at Sears for a little bit. And uh, and we kept going out on the weekends to do this music thing. And, and God, praise God, we took that step of faith, moved to Nashville, and, and God kind of took it from there. So, I don't think many people really do pursue their passion. And I think part of it is, is like your mom said, if you can't make money at it, why are you doing it? So you end up settling for second right. best and, and working a job sure. that you don't like and perhaps doing something that makes you tons of money, but you're just not happy doing it. Sure. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, there's, there's a balance there. I think that, you know, I've met some, uh, William Hungs of the world. I don't know if you remember William. Oh, Hung. oh yeah. 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 He was awesome. <laughs> he actually ended up making quite a bit of money, yeah. uh, doing what he loved. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which, uh, but, which but, nobody else loved, but yeah. Exactly. And, and so, you know, I, I grew up on Disney movies and, you know, follow your dreams, wish upon a star. Uh, but, but really, I do think it comes down to your heart and God's heart. And, and I think that we sell ourselves short, like you're saying, so many times in life. But, you know, I, I honestly didn't, you know, having my shy personality that I had in, in, uh, in high school, man, it, it was still there in me in college, even if I was thinking in front of people. And, and I just honestly thought, oh, yeah, this is fun. Like, I'm having a good time. Uh, this is a great hobby, and and people are enjoying it. But I could never, I could never sustain. I could never, uh, you know, write songs and and be able to provide for a family. And and uh, yeah, I sold myself short a lot. And it took God, literally hitting me over the head with a two by four, you know, a metaphorical two by four, where you know I had a, I, I had a relationship that that fell apart, and so it made me not have to move, you know, back home to Indiana. I stayed. Uh, stayed in Nashville, and, and, and all these things were happening. And I, I don't think at the time I realized it was God just just weeding the garden of my heart so that I can I could pursue this dream that was I'd always had, uh, but I had sold myself short so much that God had to just take me by the wrist sometimes through my buddy Ben. My buddy Ben uh, is our manager, and he he's the he's the one that like is like you can't tell me what I you know, well, don't tell me what I can't do. I'm going to do it, and and uh, right. and I was grateful for for somebody like that uh, to to you know to to you know ride together with on this this journey, and uh, and so yeah, that was important too. Having having friends and community that God puts around you to remind you, hey, that dream that you have just might be a little more attainable than you ever than you ever thought. And having fun at your job, go figure, eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and that doesn't mean it's always, you know, the, the best of times on the road when the bus breaks down at 5 a.m. And, and all these things. But, man, like when we stop and get to truly just shut ourselves up and, and look at what we get to do, uh, man, I get to play music with my buddies and, and travel the country and see, you know, see all these people that, that that's the best part is all these people that, that uh, enjoy the music that we make and, and, and God is using it somehow in ways that didn't even dream. Like, yeah, that's, that's the dream. That, that's the dream that, that you, you hoped as a kid that, that, that would happen. Yeah. And, and I'll say you're not a pro unless your bus breaks down. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, then we are super pro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in the past, you've been on the road a whole lot. What was it like, what was it like during lockdown? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was wonderful and strange and and terrible. You know, I think that a lot of people probably experienced that um, the beauty of slowing down and the terror of not knowing when it's going to start up again or, or what we were even dealing with. Um, you know, 
my wife was pregnant when we came home from the road and I was, I was scared. We we weren't going to be able to make ends meet, of course, um, losing a hundred plus shows, our new album coming out and having nobody to really play it, play it with. And, and so we ended up doing a bunch of virtual shows. We just got online, found uh, some cameras that we could live stream with some nice TV grade cameras, television. And and then we, uh, we did about 80 shows over the pandemic. So we kept busy and we kept playing together as a band, which I think was a good, beautiful thing. Uh, And, and, uh, but, but it was also amazing because I became a dad. I became a father May of 2020. And, and uh, to be able to be home for, Every single night of my son's, you know, first year, I think there were two days that we, we actually did do a live show in, in the summer of 2020. But other than those two days, I was home every single day. And, and that, that hasn't happened in the history of since we started the band that I've been home every, you know, that much, uh, that's definitely not happened. And, and I don't know if it'll happen again, but, but at the same time, uh, there was a beauty to it. And, and then of course the beast was, uh, that, that, you know, we weren't making as much money. We weren't, um, you know, able to do what we felt, you know, called to do, uh, in, in the way we normally do it. Uh, but we found ways to, to overcome that and, and to try to, um, you know, at least be able to make ends meet and, and at least be able to continue to do what we've been called to do, even if it was on a, a different way and a different level. Yeah. It is scary not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the paycheck of, of, uh, you got this whole band, but you also have this, this crew that's given you years of their life and have worked so hard. And, and so we wanted to make sure, you know, Ben and I starting the band, we want to make sure we could provide for, for everybody, not just ourselves. There's a lot of, a lot of people that, that, you know, cut ties and, and had to do that. And I understand. Uh, but, but by, by doing these virtual shows, we were, we were blessed and, grateful uh that god provided a way for us to continue to keep our our entire you know group together as well as as some of the amazing crew that we've had for for years and i and from what i've seen it's forced a lot of people whether they're musicians or just you know because of their jobs they were working from home it's forced people to adapt very quickly to new technology perhaps technology yeah. they never thought they would be connected to. Uh, it's been, it's been yeah. pretty amazing, even with churches, for that matter. I mean, doing things that they've never yeah. done before that, well, look, you got to do this now if you want to keep things going, right? Exactly. Yeah, and I think that there's a, there's a beauty to that, you know, with a Zoom. I never heard of Zoom. And now you can't not, you haven't, I don't know if there's anyone in the, in the country that hasn't done a Zoom at least once and, and all these things. And, and it kind of opened up uh technology for my parents who, you know, fairly technologically illiterate and, and they're like, how do I do this? And face, they, they really learned how to FaceTime pretty well over the pandemic, and yeah, all yeah. Things, you know, and they show, you know, they used to show us just their foreheads when they talk, but we're, we're, we're you know, we're working with them. We can, can see their whole face now. When they talk <laughs> right. <with> them, so. <laughs> That's a big step up but, uh, for them. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the uh, change of pace, uh, has it made you yeah. prioritize a little differently? Yeah, uh, I think I think you know you're kind of we're, we're finding that on with everybody, everybody that we talk to. You know, we've done festivals with uh, with some good friend Matthew West and 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 Big Daddy Weave guys and, and and a lot of other folks this summer and and everyone when you, you know, sit down at lunch together, you're, uh, how you doing? You know, are you are you excited to be back on the road? And everybody's uh, man, they, they, you can tell that we've been hungry to do that and to, to have those you know folks. In the, in the audience and, and all these things 
but there's also this this idea like man yeah but i really i really love the f- being at home and and getting to do house projects and 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 date my wife a little more and and those things and 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 so yeah i think that i think that it absolutely uh i, I pray that you know it's not just a that was a season kind of thing i, I pray that it really does just uh, you know, keep our hearts on the right track to uh, continue to do those those kinds of things that that are are kind of the the most important parts of life that we often set on the back burner. Yeah, I was chatting with uh, Danny Goki a few weeks back, and he was mentioning yeah. about the fact yeah, that typically you, when you're on the road, um, in the past you're you're on the road for maybe fifteen twenty days straight, and yeah. now the tours yeah. tend to be shorter, where you're only gone for three or four days, and it's <clears> nice <throat> to come back home for several days before getting back out again. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know we've we found that too. Maybe maybe don't play 180 shows a year, you know, those, yeah. those things where, especially now that I wasn't at that before the pandemic and now that I am, uh, yeah, I, uh, those, those four to four day runs used to be a piece of cake, but let's be like, after the first couple four day runs after the pandemic, we're like, that's enough. Like yeah. we need to go yeah. home for a little bit. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, you get those, we did the first thing we did after the pandemic, we had a couple one-off shows, you know, shows here and there, but we did, we did a, um, a 12 days straight and uh, New England, all the way, and we flew out west and then made our way back home. And, and it felt like a month. And uh, the bus broke down a few times. And all the, the bus, you know, I don't think that any of the buses did well during COVID, just sitting there. Uh, getting them back on the road made, made for, a, uh, you know, some adventure for sure. But, but yeah, the, that 10 days felt like a month. And so I think, I think you're right. I think just, um, you know, realizing, Hey, you know it's it's nice to uh, to be able to at least at least be home, uh, you know, more often. It, it's important. It's important for everybody. Uh, you know, you don't want to work work so much that that uh, you want to work. You know, work yourself back to a good place, but at the same time, uh, then it really becomes a grind, and that's that's not necessarily what you want either. You want to make sure that you're balancing everything as God intended. Yeah. Now, speaking of tours, you have a big Christmas tour in the works, and it's funny because I was uh, texting with a friend of mine uh, the last couple of days, and I was mentioning that I'm working on Christmas music and programming at the radio station right now, and of course he started laughing, thinking, no, seriously? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, absolutely. Artists are are normally recording Christmas music in the middle of the summer, and so it just makes sense that you're planning for Christmas now, even though people don't like, you know, planning themselves and doing their Christmas shopping and whatnot uh, it's not far right. away so tell us about yeah. tell us about this christmas deal that you guys are doing yeah i mean to your point i walked into lowe's yesterday it is it is not even october and the christmas stuff is out and i was like what is happening here lowe's they're, they're following your lead that, that, they're following your lead that's what they're a, doing as a, exactly as a radio programmer though I, I totally get that we recorded our christmas record in may uh, you know, years and years ago, and we made it Merry Christmas and uh, decorated the studio. You had to get in the mood, you know, That's get right. that get that Christmas vibes going. And uh, uh, but yeah, man, I, it's it's wonderful, man. Christmas is all the things. It's it's the commercialism even feels wonderful, you know, like even like the stuff that Charlie Brown was was you know rioting against. I kind of enjoy you know decorating poofy Christmas trees and the lights, but. But when you you know boil it all down, you know we we as a as a family, especially my my wife has very much um, 
wants this to be a Christ-centered, man, this is Jesus' birthday, and, and to get to do that. Last year, my son was so young, uh, he just, you know, looked and, and oohed at the lights, but now I think he'll be able to hopefully understand a little more, and, and, and I think that that's the exciting part, is, is having now some some little little guy to share it with, like, Man, it's it's all the things, all the things that uh, that Christmas can can bring up, uh, the good and the bad. You know, there's a lot of people that are hurting uh, at Christmas because of family situations, and and, and the holidays can can make them depressed. Uh, but that's why we go out and we do this Christmas. We uh, we call it the Great Big Family Christmas because we believe, man, this is a family of God. Even if you don't have a family to share Christmas with, you can come with us, and we're going to put on. It's it's kind of a little pageant. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a, a concert, of course, uh, but but at the end of the night, you leave with a smile on your face and a little Debbie Christmas tree in your hand, and that's that's good. Everyone in the audience gets a little Debbie snack cake, and you can't beat that, uh, you know. And, and I think that that's that's kind of what what sets this Christmas tour apart is is uh, it's something that we we pour our heart and souls into, and and we want to make it the best it can be. And and uh, man, we love. Love Christmas. Uh, I love the, the Christmas record we made. Uh, you know, we just wanted people to, to make memories with, and so to be able to go on the road and and uh, and play those songs and and play, you know, have some fun. Uh, I think that that's just an important thing to do each and every year. And this this tour a little bit different as well from many other Christmas type concerts where you guys are raising money for yeah. a charity uh, and you're also giving stuff away. Not only the little Debbie Christmas tree cake, but um, there's right. there's other prizes and stuff. So it's not uh, yes. I, this isn't this isn't about you raking in a lot of money for yourself, is it? <laughs> No, no, we, we, you know, we, we, just, just as you would at Christmas, you, you want to turn the focus on, on those things that, that have gotten you to where you are and, 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 you know, being, being Christ-like, you know, that's, that's celebrating his birthday. There's nothing better than giving gifts, giving gifts away. And, and, you know, at the end of the night, we find families in need in the community and we bless them, uh, whether, you know, we had a family that had lost their home in a fire and we were able to to bless them last year and, and another family that uh, just was in, in, in had an overwhelming medical bills and, and, in all those things, you know, that's, that's the fun thing. We also do the, 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 the Christmas giveaway in the middle of the show. Uh, we give out presents and uh, you know, and they've ranged from all sorts of things, you know, uh, whether it be, Sidewalk Profit Merchandise Bundle, which is always the best gift, uh, but uh, but also you we've been giving away big screen TVs and and uh, autographed memorabilia from uh, Chicago Cubs. Uh, I was really jealous that I had to give that away because I wanted it. Uh, but you know, like we we've been blessed to have some incredible donors that you know have have allowed us to be able to to get these gifts and, and give them to other, you know, give them to the audience members and, and people that actually show up and come. And we want it to feel like, you know, you're, you're getting presents, we're giving presents, and uh, and it's, it is. It's just a big old Christmas event. Right. Now, after Christmas, um, hopefully things have settled down a bit as far as uh, the pandemic is concerned and, and things yeah. are opening up more and more. I think I think you guys are due for another record. Um Either yeah. either that yeah. or or you know a whole pile of singles you know being churned out or something you know <laughs> sure yeah we've uh, you know we had our, our new you know newer record come out last May and it was just you know the pandemic kind of threw wrenches in a lot of things and 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 so I think you're you know we we you're right though we've been we've been writing uh, quite a bit we're actually about to write 
some more in October. And then, uh, yeah, our, our great hope is, is by the spring to be in the studio recording a new record, uh, you know, finishing up writing in the, in the uh, first of the year. And, and then we'll be, we'll be ready to rock. We got quite a few songs uh, that didn't, didn't necessarily make our last record. Um, we wrote some of them really close to the end of the scheduling. Uh, we wrote one with a, the lead singer of Jars of Clay, and I was really mad it didn't make the record. So I was like, this one's going to make the next one. Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, to, to make some new music. That's one of my favorite seasons, you know, being in a touring band, there's seasons. And, you know, you tour, you, you, you write for a season, you record for a very quick season. I love doing those are two of my favorite seasons. Uh, and then you tour with that record for years, you know, right. a year and a half, two years. And, and then you're like, you, you finally get to, uh, get to do it again, start over. And so I always love, um, the season of writing. And, and then especially when we get to get in the studio and see, man, I got a, I, I have a great, uh, bunch of brothers in the band and to see what they do with these acoustic, you know, you sit down with a piano and our acoustic guitar and you play these demos and, and then to see what, what the guys get to do with them uh, is a pretty magical thing. Now, would it be a full length album or a lot of people are taking the yeah. route where they, where they just release a bunch of singles. So they don't actually put it on a record a full album or anything like that. They just release uh, singles every few months or, or whatnot. Yeah. There may come a day where we're, I'm, I'm kind of like Jonah where I don't want to talk about that. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to end up having to do that. Like I don't want to go to Nineveh and then God makes me because I, I am a old school record in my hand, read the lyrics while I listen to it for the first time guy. Right. It's because I grew I'm, I'm born in 82. And like, so when my favorite bands would come out and have a new record, I would pull that little sleeve out. I would read the lyrics as I walk, you know, listen to it for the first time and, and take it all in. And so, we, uh, you know, we grew up, you know, that way. And, and so to me, sometimes the, the, you know, maybe I'm, I'm technologically unadvanced as well, you know, that, that, you know, doing the single thing keeps it fresh and, and every month there's something new. One of my favorite bands is 21 pilots and, and they do it. They've done it that way. We're up to, up to the release of their album. They had like singles every month and a new music video. What does that mean? And got you excited for the album release. Uh, and you know, we might have a strategy, you know, to like that. Uh, but definitely it'll, it'll definitely at least lead to a full record. Uh, because man, that's, that's kind of our, to me, I feel like a record should be a story uh, from start to finish and have, you know, it's not an, an, an overwhelming theme. At least have these things that tie it together, and and uh, and and so to me, like I love, I love you know full full on records and listening to songs that will will never be on the radio, and uh, and then of course you like, I, I think that one could be you know be on the radio, and and this and that. It's kind of fun, uh, and and I just. I enjoy I enjoy that process. So yeah, full record for sure. Sometimes it can get confusing when when groups or artists just release singles here and there because they'll they'll yeah. release something just to radio and then, you know, mm-hmm. a few weeks later, oh, we're releasing this one to streaming and then, you know, is is that going right. to radio or are they just testing the market a little bit? Oh, here's another one for radio and it's exactly. just like you kind of lose track with all the music. And it's great that there's lots of music yep. coming out, but, you know, of yeah. course you want to play yeah. the best stuff on the radio as well and and, you know, appease your listeners, right? Sure. So, sure, yeah, you, you yeah, you want to make sure that, you know, and 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 everybody with uh, the changing of the uh, uh, you know, not buying a CD at a store, even buying a CD period is, is an archaic thing. And, and so to have these streaming platforms where, Hey, Spotify has a exclusive of this track. Uh, Apple music has an, you know, like to me, it, it gets a little convoluted when you're like, 
I just kind of want to hear all the songs. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, can I just have a place, you know? And, and so that's the, the, you know, the beauty of, you know, just, Hey, guess what? You can buy our album on CD. Uh, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's, they're all right there, but, but yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's that, that, uh, the label stuff that, uh, that I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with necessarily, right. but, uh, uh, I'm grateful that there's, there's businessmen and women that are, uh, that are figuring things out for us. <laughs> are you still selling CDs at your merch table? Yes, sir. And uh, actually, I, I've heard, I don't know for sure, that there were a band that sells a lot more CDs than most people, uh, probably because a lot of our fans just still have CD players. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's awesome. Uh, like I remember uh, the guy that sold us our merch, you know, a lot of bands will sell oh, a bunch of T-shirts and, and, and hats and hoodies. And uh, and like the merch guy's like, man, you guys sell a lot of CDs still. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how or why, but, uh, you know, we I love the actual physical cd i still and i bought you know when when 21 pilots came out with their new album i got the cd and it's sitting on a shelf because i literally just put it i I had to buy an extension to plug into my laptop to burn the cd onto my you know it's yeah that's just the old me you know i i uh uh yeah (laughs) i think uh to a certain extent it is coming back and and you know my daughter she's 17 years old and she has bought two or three times now she's purchased uh cds online now she never opens them sure you know they're 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 still you know sealed in their package it comes with a digital copy yeah yeah (laughs) and and i think it's just to have it you know just to have this you know perhaps it's going to be a collector's item later on or in the future if she ever gets a cd player she can listen to it or whatever but you know she's never opened it but you're right it's it's probably the digital aspect and just it's kind of this tangible uh thing that you can hold in your hand versus just something that's playing on your on your phone or whatever I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's art, uh, to an extent, like my, I have so many vinyl records that my folks handed down to me and, and, uh, you know, and then vinyl records that I've purchased of bands that I love. And, and, uh, you know, my son was in there just pulling things out and I was like, Oh, don't pull out that Beatles one. Like you can pull out, um, grand, grand funk railroad, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. like just be careful with that Beatles one. And, and, uh, and, uh, it was fun to put it on the record player. I, when I was his age, I had a Fisher-Price record player, and that's how I listened to it. And so uh, I think there's a nostalgia. But the, also, man, you open up a CD, and you look at the artwork, and you see the, the color scheme and the theme. And, and the, somebody made a very important decision of what picture should go on the front and what should be on the inside. And, and uh, uh, you know, with our new record, we have – it's called The Things That Got Us Here. And there are tiny tokens on the front of our album that weave together in this like mosaic kind of tapestry. And each of those little things is like a baseball here and a Nintendo controller and a top hat. And each of those little things were very, uh, were, were thought up by my buddy Ben and I, uh, another girl did the artwork. She's amazing. But, uh, they were pieces of like, our journey from college to get to, you know, to today. And, and those, those ways that God, you know, weave those little things into our lives uh, to make a, to make something. And so, yeah, I think that that's the beauty of holding onto a CD, looking at the art inside. There's even like a smell to, especially the vinyl records, but, but CDs as well that, uh, you know, you, you, you miss uh, walking into a blockbuster or Sam Goody, you know, those things, you miss it. Uh, And, uh, and yeah, there's a beauty to it. Are you guys doing vinyl as well or just the CDs? We actually have vinyl for for our latest record, The Things That Got Us Here, yeah. And uh, that was a really special thing. You know, it was our first one. They're expensive to do. 
and it was our very first time doing that. And uh, so that was really special to be able to play my own record on a record player, which is pretty cool. Yeah, especially these days. It's not just the record yeah. player and the needle. Of course, we know from way back when that that's what made the sound, but also the fact that speakers are so much better than they used to be, too. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <so> true. <laughs> um, listen, Dave, thanks so much for uh, for hanging out. Well, thanks so much again, brother. It's been awesome. Appreciate you. Take care, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, great chat with Dave Fry from Sidewalk Profits. I think everyone we've ever spoken with on the podcast is pretty down-to-earth like Dave is. Make sure you check out SidewalkProfits.com to find the links to their music, events, and social media as well. And for some artist's advice this week, we check in with singer-songwriter Michael Dean Church. Just be intentional about what you're releasing and, and be passionate about Jesus and you know what you're actually doing like we talked about earlier you know don't make it a performance make it you know singing to god that's what it's all about and if we're not doing this to help win souls then what are we doing it for being intentional why are we doing it what's our end goal what are we trying to achieve here being passionate about Jesus. Great words of wisdom from Michael Dean Church. And there's the music, which means it's time for us to go. Thanks for hanging with Dave and I on Between the Grooves. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for more episodes. You can leave a comment and a rating on Apple Podcasts. And remember to follow at Between Grooves on Facebook and Twitter. Have an awesome week. Between the Grooves.